Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're going to be discussing anti-war technology solutions. And to do that, we're very kindly joined by the head of global affairs of Ukrainian tech company Sigma Software in Alexandra Govoruha. Alexandra, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Hi, everyone. Thank you for inviting me, Jonathan. I've been in touch, and, and UK Investor Magazine have been in touch with, with Sigma Software for, for some years now. We, we originally met at the, the Web Summit Conference in Portugal, and we've been very closely following the tech sector in Ukraine for some years and, and, and the growth there. But, Alexandra, what we're going to be discussing today is obviously um, the particularly pertinent topics around anti-war tech solutions and hackathon that you have coming up and the solutions that you're going to be looking at during that hackathon and, and looking to to seek. Um, but before we do that, Alexandra, would you be able to give us an introduction to yourself as well as Sigma Software, please? Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for this. Uh, so I've been working at Sigma Software for already four years. Uh, and uh, as you mentioned, my position, uh, head of global affairs. Um, so I'm responsible for communicating with many stakeholders of our company uh, in uh, various countries and building uh, the reputation of Sigma Software among our clients, employees, partners. And uh, I'm happy to share a few words about our company. It's IT service Swedish-Ukrainian company. We are a part of uh, a big Swedish group, which is called Sigma. Uh, and we've been operating uh, already over 20 years in the market. Uh, we work uh, uh, in thir- 13 countries. We have offices uh, already in 13 countries and uh, around 200 clients, 2000 IT experts who work with us. And uh, we are among world's uh, top 100 outsourcing providers for today. Fantastic. Thank you. So... Today, as I said at the beginning, Alexandra, we're going to be focusing on the efforts that Sigma are putting in to push forward anti-war technology uh, solutions. And you're doing that through a, a Hack for Peace hackathon. So you know, for people listening that maybe don't know what a hackathon is, um, maybe give us a bit of background into that and, and especially what um, this particular Hack for Peace is going to be doing. I'd be glad to. Uh, actually, uh, the hackathon is uh, my idea, and uh, the architecture of the project uh, uh, was born uh, in April, I guess, uh, when it was uh, really hard times for Ukraine. So, as you know, now we are making counteroffense, uh, and uh, now everything looks more optimistic than it was in March, April. Uh, so, I was really upset, and I uh, Seated and I uh, was thinking what could be created uh, and to uh, help uh, our uh, people to fight and to win and uh, what could be meaningful for them. Uh, and uh, before the war, Sigma Software made a lot of social projects uh, in IT education, in female, uh, female empowerment, uh, in uh, bridging uh, tech ecosystem uh, together. Uh, for example, uh, last summer we 
run uh, the UK-Ukraine FinTech Summit in London and in Kyiv in two studios uh, with teleconference between them. Uh, but uh, due to the war, uh, all our PR activities, of course, were cancelled and uh, we started thinking to create something really helpful. Uh, and uh, this idea came to life. And um, uh, the hackathon is a platform uh, which unites five countries. Uh, it's uh, the UK, Ukraine, Portugal, Poland uh, and Sweden. Uh, and the idea is to mix uh, people from these countries in cross teams, uh, let them this opportunity to work together. Uh, and we are focusing not only uh, on developers, but also um, on non-tech specialists uh, in tech, like product managers, designers, project managers, marketing specialists. So um, all tech enthusiasts are welcome uh, to create uh, products uh, which can fight war effects or prevent war effects. You know, obviously, you, you're setting out on this this mission, Alexandra, to come up with solutions that are focused on preventing war. I mean, what type specifically of solutions are you hoping to see as a result from the Hack for Peace initiative? Mm-hmm. We have uh, uh, four streams. Um, and the topics uh, of these streams are based on uh, uh, real problems which exist now. Uh, I know them uh, because I'm uh, actively involved uh, <clears throat> into uh, uh, many uh, projects uh, in Ukraine. Uh, for example, um, like some volunteering projects. Uh, for example, I was a part of uh, PR army of Ukraine uh, in the beginning of uh, March uh, when we helped to spread a truth about what's happening to foreign journalists. Uh, and I'm in touch with many activists in Ukraine. So uh, that is how I, uh, uh, like I touched the water and I understood uh, uh, what problems exist now and um, uh, we came up with the idea of uh, four topics so the first one is uh, mental health Uh, the second is uh, kids education in terms of war the third one is um, logistics it's a evacuation of people it's delivery of humanitarian aid and other logistics and the fourth Last but not least, it's uh, media wars, cybersecurity, and information hygiene. And uh, actually, the fourth topic is uh, about preventing war efforts. Uh, because, it, of course, it's good to have something which helps you to fight, but it's better to have something which helps you even don't have this fight at all. Uh, yeah, and to cover those topics, uh, we will uh, invite um, experts in uh, these areas. Um, with uh, each of them, we will have webinars before the hackathon to um, uh, dig, uh, dig deeper to uh, the real problems in these topics and to help our participants to create solutions which will solve the real problems, not just like some products, uh, but products which will be helpful and which will solve truly existing problems. Of course, of course. So thank you very much. Very good insight there. 
Alexandra. I mean, one thing I just want to touch on now is you, you mentioned there that there's a number of companies across Europe involved in this initiative. I mean, what, what does that mean to you and Sigma Software and, of course, the Ukrainian people to have mm-hmm. such a level of engagement with other countries on providing these solutions to the anti-war um, tech that you're looking at pushing forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually means a lot for us. Uh, we have a huge support of uh, different ecosystem organizations, communities, uh, event organizers, companies uh, across Europe. Um, and uh, why so? Uh, first, we uh, position our hackathon not just like help to Ukraine, uh, but help to Europe. Uh, because uh, everyone in Europe now uh, feels uh, this unpredictable neighbor, uh, which is not so uh, not so uh, far uh, from Europe. Yeah, it's Russia, and um, everyone uh, now feels this uh, threat of uh, uh, unpredictability and um, uh, unexpected neighbor. So uh, that is how we engage with all of these partners. And uh, we explain that we are aiming to create this solution together for uh, many European countries. Um, so, uh, for example, in Poland, it's a Startup Poland, it's a Speed Up Group, uh, it's a Google Campus for Startups. Uh, in Portugal, it's a Startup Portugal, Startup Lisboa. Uh, in Sweden, uh, such organizations as uh, Founder Institute, Startup Grind Nordics, Nati Ventures. Uh, in Ukraine, it's uh, Sigma Software Labs. Uh, it's a business incubator of our company. It's uh, SID Venture Partners, uh, Tech Ukraine, the Ministry of Digital Transformation of Ukraine, and the Ukrainian Startup Fund. Uh, and uh, in the UK, uh, it's... Uh, Tech Nation, it's Blue Lake Accelerator, and it's TechFugees, uh, organization uh, which helps uh, uh, refugees all over the world uh, with uh, uh, different ways uh, of this help. Um, and I, I like what they are doing, uh, and I'm happy that they are supporting us as well. Uh, and uh, oh, and I forgot to mention Sigma Software University. Of course, uh, it's also a part of our internal ecosystem of our company, which supports us. Fantastic. So, Alexandra, now let's just look, if if we may, the overall tech scene in Ukraine over the last six months. Now, of course, you know, the tragedy of the, the Russian aggression must have you know, changed it um, to some extent. I know from speaking to people over there, um, although there has been big changes, they're, they're really pushing forward with things. So, I mean, would you be able to give us a bit of detail of how the tech scene in Ukraine has adapted to the situation over the last six months? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually a good word, uh, adapted, that you uh, used. Uh, the war uh, showed us that we are really very flexible, uh, especially in the tech industry. And I think uh, previous uh, events uh, due to COVID, uh, the pandemic, uh, they trained us a bit. So we were actually prepared to work remotely uh, and uh, we were ready to work from everywhere. Uh, Of course, we were not ready to work from 
uh, bomb shelters, uh, but uh, we did it uh, as well. And uh, uh, during the first weeks of the war, our developers were delivering um, solutions to our clients, even sometimes from bomb shelters. Um, and uh, now what I see, um, uh, what, what has happened and how it impacted our tech ecosystem, I see that uh, we have uh, growth, actually, even in terms of war. Uh, we have around 5,000 uh, Ukrainian tech companies now. Uh, it's altogether IT service companies and startups. And uh, these companies generated uh, $880 million in taxes during the wartime. And some companies paid their taxes in advance to help the government and uh, the army of Ukraine. Uh, I'm, I'm not even uh, mentioning how many funds were uh, established during this time, how many volunteering organizations. Uh, uh, so we really see that uh, people are united and they are uh, uh, fighting together and uh, uh, fighting not only in army, but also uh, in cybersecurity, in uh, volunteering, uh, in... Uh, helping with mental health, for example. So different ways of fight here. And according to the National Bank of Ukraine, the export volume of IT services for the first half of uh, 2022 has reached uh, $3.74 billion. And this amount is 23% more than for the same period in 2021. Can you imagine? <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> in incredible this time. Yeah, so we we uh, we are growing, uh, and uh, talking about startups, uh, they raised uh, nearly three hundred fifty million dollars during this period. Uh, and uh, of course, many people they were evacuated and they fled uh, to the western part of Ukraine, where safe places are to Europe. Uh, but we are all united, uh, even uh, on example uh, of our company. Uh, we have now new offices in Europe and all the team is uh, spread across Europe. Uh, but we are still working together and delivering solutions to clients and creating projects. Even in my team, uh, people are in Ukraine, in uh, Lithuania, I am in England, um, one girl is in, in Bali, uh, but we still have online meetings and we are in line with our tasks and everything is working. Uh, so uh, I think that uh, we became even stronger due to these circumstances. Of course, I want them to finally finish and uh, I, I want to have peaceful life <laughs> and uh, we are all a bit tired to be strong <laughs> but yeah. uh, what what we have to do it's like we have to stay resilient and to stay flexible uh, and I think we are doing our best. I mean you mentioned the word there resilient Alexandra and you know the, the stories that you tell there of uh you know, people working to deliver solutions to clients at the beginning of the war from from bomb shelters is is just uh, incredible. Very difficult for people, I assume, in the West to to imagine what that's like. But 
you know, on on that theme of re- resilience, you know, just want to look forward now, Alexandra, to you know what the tech sector in Ukraine means for the economic recovery going forward. You, you mentioned that, of course, companies um, were generating high levels of of tax for the Ukrainian government um, to obviously fund efforts there. And, you know, as you said, some companies are even prepaying um, their tax. But, you know, in your view, how important is the Ukrainian tech sector to spurring an economic recovery from the conflict? Uh, of course, it's uh, vitally important. Um, I already mentioned uh, uh, the amount of taxes that were paid and uh, the same amount or even more will be paid to the end of uh, this year. And uh, uh, based on um, uh, the report uh, of the Ministry of Digital Transformation of Ukraine that was uh, presented uh, at the recovery conference in Switzerland in July, uh, uh, based on this report, we see that uh, IT industry will play uh one of the main roles in the recovery plan of ukraine uh there will be uh, hundreds of projects that are planned uh and uh of course uh on only this industry now uh is uh growing and it generates uh constant in, uh, income uh, and of course, technology, innovation, and talented people in this area are our gold mine. Uh, and Ukraine will need significant time to recover its major industries, uh, such as uh, agriculture, heavy metallurgy. Uh, but IT industry is something that mm, sh- shouldn't be recovered. So it, it works and it grows. So uh, it even will help. Uh, metallurgy or agriculture to uh, create some innovations and to solve some problems in this area. Fantastic. Thank you. So just to finish up now, Alexandra, as I said at the beginning, I first met um, some of your colleagues at Web Summit some years um. ago. Now. <laughs> and um, I, I believe your, I mean, I mean, the presence over the, the years that I've been there um you know, I, I feel it's really grown in line with the prominence of the, the Ukrainian tech scene. So I believe you'll you'll be there this year. Um, there'll be a Ukrainian pavilion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so what, what can attendees at Web Summit expect to see um, on show from Ukraine this year? So uh, it will be a much more bigger pavilion. Uh, and we are really proud of it uh, because it wasn't easy even uh, the past year uh, in peaceful time. Uh, so now in terms of war, in, it's almost impossible. And uh, together with the team of co-organizers, we were thinking, uh, should we do this pavilion or should we not? Uh, would it be relevant in this situation? Uh, would people uh, tell that uh, it's better to send this money for the army? Uh, but finally, we we found partners uh, who supported us financially, and uh, uh, we engaged with many uh, uh, ecosystem organizations uh, in Ukraine, and we decided to uh, make this pavilion and to make this happen uh, because I think that. Uh, in our situation, we have to present Ukraine and we have to show 
to the global community uh, that we we are still uh, working, not just working, but even growing. And uh, we are still interested for investors, for par partners. Uh, and we have uh, <clears throat> many to uh, offer to them, uh, a lot of to offer. Uh, not only uh, talented people, but also cool tech products, uh, startup funds. Uh, we will have uh, Startup Ailey uh, close to the pavilion. <clears throat> we will have um, a speaking zone where uh, many companies will present themselves during three days. Uh, so um, And some other activities which are now... It's under secret, <laughs> so we are preparing something interesting. And of course, there will be uh, a Ukrainian night. Uh, I I can't say that it will be party. I think it's not very relevant to um, arrange a party during the war, but it will be something interesting. Um, mix of uh, culture, traditions and innovations, which we will demonstrate during this night as side event of Web Summit. So I, I uh, really uh, invite uh, everyone who are going to Web Summit this year, who are living in Lisbon or who will come to Lisbon, uh, invite you all guys to join us. Uh, we will be happy to show the tech face of Ukraine. No, indeed. I will certainly be there and look forward to see um what you know, the progress that that's be, been made, and you know, look look at some of the innovations that are still coming from Ukraine, um, given the the hard times that you're experiencing over there. So, Alexandra, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you, Jonathan. So, just as a note, what we're going to do is we're going to put a link in the notes to this podcast through to the Hack for Peace. Now, do check that out um, and follow. Because I, I believe, Alexandra, the event's coming up in October. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. It's uh, 21st, 23rd of October, and applications are now open. So feel free to apply as a mentor or as a participant, and we will be glad to have you on board. Perfect. So, yeah, do, do check out the notes and, and hope to see you at Web Summit in November. Super. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember all investment involves risk.